Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles, Berlin. Happy hump day. We're back. 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 Dave, um, before I get to what I want to talk about, I want to warn everybody. I'm getting ready to sound like an old person. Word. I, I, Which I, is I, every week. I want. <laughs> I want to warn all listeners. I'm getting ready to generalize a group of younger individuals. I know it's not what I'm supposed to do. That's what not what we're supposed to do on the show, Dave. I know. Don't do oh, it. Come on. Okay well, uh, okay. well, I need to talk about phone calls. Phone calls. Okay. It seems... Which the younger generation doesn't really like to do. No, but you know what they like to do? Hmm. Video phone. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm I'm baffled by this, Dave. I'm baffled by it. Confuse it. you? <laughs> yeah, like in in almost any scenario, they choose video phone option. Girl, come on! Like, like I, I don't get it. Like I'm walking across a college campus, Dave, and there's a person holding another person on their phone as they walk, mm-hmm. just talking to them, and like th- there's no need for it. Nope. Like, sure. Th- there's no need. But uh, now, before let me let me let me uh, take the listeners back. Let me give them the old man story, Dave. Are you ready for my old man mm-hmm. story? Yes. Yes, sir. I remember way back in the day when I was in third grade. Jeez. And no Jeez, type of video so phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. D- decades, Dave. <laughs> decades ago. Um, there was no type of video phone that had been invented at this time. Uh, but I was talking to my friend Travis on the regular phone. Yeah. Uh, on a, on a landline, mm. Dave. Not even a, mm. a cellular phone. Wow. Um, oh my goodness. And we were, we were talking about being able to know what a person was doing when you were talking to him. Right? And I was mm. talking to him. I was like, oh, how cool would it be though? Like if you could just like see him and stuff, you know? And Travis, was uh he he was uh, every now and then an embellisher like myself as a kid That's and uh mm-hmm. he was like oh you know what i've already got one word and i was like uh those don't exist man and he was like <laughs> i got one and i was like i i don't i don't believe you and he's like no no believe me bro talking truth right now got a video phone so of course i was like all right hmm. prove it what am, what am I doing? And he's like, ah, oof. can't really tell because, you know, all I can see right now is the side of your ear and the side of your face. <laughs> so I was like... I, Smart. I was like, uh, how can your phone see stuff when my phone doesn't even have a camera? And he's like, they all have them. What? They just haven't been activated. They activate oh, them when you get the, the phone. Man. Yeah, and I was, mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, of course, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying what he was selling. So I was like, all right, I'm buying it. All right, I'll put you on speakerphone, man. <laughs> What's going on now? And he was like, uh, whew, hmm. it's pretty hard to see through the little slits there 
in the speaker. I can't see too much. You Girl, have to take off the top. That's what they do when you can actually see the camera. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, we got a big argument. And for like two days, I kept on, he kept trying to sell it. I kept on trying not to buy it. This was my introduction uh -huh. to video phones, Dave. This was it. So Man, needless to say... You, you were there before everyone even thought of it. Yeah. Needless to say, though, I've been skeptical of them ever since. Ever since, mm -hmm. Dave. Now... That's fair. Now you've got people, like I said, using these things all the time. And uh, let me get to a, a, one of these instances where the phone clearly wasn't necessary. So mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, I went to get a, a pizza pie. A pizza pie, mm, and I, I went. Yeah. I went to Papa John's. You know, now that Classy. now that Shaq's repping the PJs, I felt like I can hit yeah. him up again. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Shaq's nice. I want to hang with Shaq. That's so right. So I got there I a little it. early. You know, I didn't even deliver it. I went out and got it myself. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm must a have really wanted that pizza. Go getter. And uh, <laughs> so I went there and I was like, hey. Uh, you know, is it ready? No, like gonna be a couple minutes. So I'm sitting there on the bench waiting for my pizza, and this girl walks in, phone in hand, talking to someone on video chat. Hmm. Like she was so involved in this convo that you would have thought she just wandered into Papa John's by accident. Did, did she have headphones in or no speaker phone? Oh, okay. Just blaring wow. it out move. through the whole yeah. Papa John's, and her and this girl are on the phone talking about another girl they apparently both know and how great she is because she puts up with the girl that's in Papa John all the time. And we were, I was just like, okay, interesting, right? And all of a yeah. sudden, the girl, without warning, looks up from her phone and says. Uh, the name to the Papa John's guy and what she ordered and then just goes back to talking to the other girl on the phone. Wait, what? Like, no warning. Just stream of consciousness. She's talking to the girl on the phone, looks up, and she's mm -hmm. like, Jameson, uh, large pepperoni, and then just goes back and just starts talking again. Word. And... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm trying to position myself out of this girl's camera so I'm not, like, in the backdrop of her video... You know, sure. so yeah, the yeah. so the person she's talking to isn't like is that a wizard, a homeless wizard on that bench back there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> which Papa John's are you at? Yeah, I'm just uh, just here waiting for my pizza too. <laughs> Magic mushrooms on mine. <laughs> um, and uh, at one point, me and the Papa John's guy, we make eye contact with each other, uh, like yeah. with with like the same look. Like, does this girl really the, want us to hear this conversation? Yeah, yeah, like, does this girl want us to hear this conversation and be, like, a part of it? Nope. And, you know, it was sort of like when you're at a party and a couple you know gets in a fight and they start throwing out all kinds of, like, revealing details about each other to everyone right. that's around and everyone in the party's just like, eh, we don't need to know these things, do we? We... We didn't need to know about your your uh, pleasures that, that go on. We just, that that's, that's unnecessary, right? Leave the yeah. That's that's unnecessary for all of us. But seriously, like, I don't know what the video added to this conversation she was having. Like, they were both just sitting there. Like, was she getting ready to go into this Papa John's? And she was like, "Hey, I'm getting ready to pick up my pizza." And the friend was like, "Wait, wait, from where?" 
A Papa John's? I've never seen one of these before. Uh, wait, are you telling me there's a weird-looking homeless wizard waiting for his pizza, too? You gotta put me on video. I gotta see this. Put me on video. This is gonna be amazing. Like, it's just, it's just weird. I don't get it. You know? I know, I know, I know. Well, I understand, Dave. I think it, it's just weird. Like, they went from, like, the generation of, like, texting and, like, not talking at all to... Yeah, they just skip a level. They just skip yeah, they the just middle level. To the extreme. They're just no contact and no situation of just texting to we're in each other's faces. And there's, there's no way of looking cool, Dave, on FaceTime. I've tried it. You look dumb from all angles on uh, FaceTime. That's a fact. It, yep. Yep. You look like a like but a. But the, the young kids, they're they're good at it. They know how to manipulate. That's true. It. But like I don't. I look like uh, no. you know. I look mm -hmm. like a mouse that's returned to his mouse hole, and the National Geographic <laughs> has put a camera at the end of the mouse hole, and I'm like, what's this? Huh? What's you're, going you're on? Going here? All over, I could just imagine just, you being all up in there. Yeah, <laughs> just nose, just all up in there. Beard hair. It's bad. Ew. It's bad. Oh, I'm just saying, I know it's bias coming from a radio show, but I'm, a video may not be appropriate for every situation. Dave, that's all not I'm saying. That, not that, not that face, at least. That exactly. <laughs> now that I've ranted and reminisced like an old man, are you ready to fire this show up? Let's fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Dave, we have a fantastic, fantastic show. The eccentric. Square dancing, foot tapping, good time, oh. known as Hog Slop String Band, on the show today. Nice. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. These guys, these guys, they're a good time. They just make me want to hang out with them. They're, they're in Montana right now, which I'm not really a big fan of that coldness, but still, just because no, of how fun they are, they, I, I heard. You would do it. I heard they were hanging in a hot tub earlier yesterday. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being in there. I'd probably just stay there the whole time until I got super pruney. I'd be fine with it, you know? So true. it'd be warm. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, this band, they've got jams. They've got stories. I'm excited for both. But first, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Yes, we do. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, you've got two. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about either. The third, you're not going to get. I'll go oh. ahead and say that. Uh, Fair I, enough. I had Fair to. Enough. I had to find one, and all the third options. I was like, mm, "Dave's probably not going to get that one. Nope, not that one either." So I just cho chose one and was like, "Okay, this one's the one he's Do going." One with. the listeners would like. Uh, the, our first though, born on March fourth, nineteen ninety, in Saginaw, Michigan. Birthday suit wearer loved basketball from a young age. In high school, he played for the uh, the well-known Lou Dawkins at Saginaw High School. As a junior, he averaged 25 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals a game. He led his team to a state championship. He ended up going to Michigan State. While in college, he made the big Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yes, yes. Let's go. Nicely Context done. Context clues. That was good, man. 
He was the Big Ten Tournament MVP, the Big Ten Player of the Year in 2012. He played all four seasons at Michigan State, ended his career there as only one of three players to have 1,000 points and 1,000 rebounds. He was drafted 35th overall by the Golden State Warriors. Since he's been in the NBA, he's been a three-time NBA champion, a three-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year in 2017, and a gold medal winner in 2016. Yes, sir. Draymond. Damn. Turning the big 3 Draymond. 3-0. Sweet. Yeah. I bet he's excited to get Very, Steph and, and Clay back. Very excited. Literally everyone back. <laughs> Very excited about that. They went from having a team just overstocked with goods to being Draymond, and that's about it. Jeez. It's, it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough, but yeah. live it up. Big 3-0. Trainte. Trainte, Draymond. Get it. Get it. All right, Dave. You ready? Rip from the headline. I'm ready. Let's go. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, Dave. Um, probably the most important story of Rip from the Headlines right off the bat here. Wow. Uh, this is from the BBC. Uh, we all know the best security system in the world. That's a fact. Uh, the security system nothing can get by, and that security system is a guard llama. Yeah! It's obvious. Yes. We all know this. Uh, Dave, I've got worrying news, though. It's, okay. It's probably going to be more concerning than anything we're going to talk about today. A pair oh, of wow. thieves in Wales, UK found out how to disarm a guard llama. Really? Yeah, yeah that's I right. I didn't think that'd be happening for a long, long time. That's a Serious fact. biz, Dave. Serious biz. So apparently, two burglars broke into the Raglan Farm Park, which is a uh, regional attraction. Uh, has farm animals, and people like to uh, visit with the farm animals. So true. Uh, well, Beautiful. the burglars broke in to steal power tools, apparently. Some small-time burglars. But they were genius, Dave. Genius. Devious and genius. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Did this farm have a llama? Yeah, it did, Dave. It had a llama. And a formidable one at that. Larry the Llama. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, Larry. Yeah. But apparently these guys had done some research on Larry. And they pulled out a specialized tool unique to Larry to distract and disarm him. The tool was called a carrot. Word. Yeah. A oh, carrot. Mm-hmm. Apparently Larry, Larry likes to eat carrots. That must have been a carrots. huge one. Yeah. And uh, apparently feeding Larry uh, distracted him for the rest of the time that the thieves were there. I mean, that happens to most of us. Who would have thought, Dave? Who would have thought? I mean, if they brought out a guard Doc G and some thieves came in with some great lasagna, Word. I, I'd probably, I'd probably let them go. You know? Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, I, I'm not very good at being a security guard, anyways. I'd probably just let them go, regardless. That's a fact. I'd just be like, "Don't hurt me. Take whatever you want." Take and <laughs> take and destroy whatever you Just, want. I don't know why they. I'll hired take that me carrot though. As a secure, yeah. <laughs> if you got one more carrot, go ahead and give it to me, uh, Dave. This though throws a whole new variable into the equation. I mean, who would have thought? 
a llama could be distracted by a carrot. I had no idea. I mean, wow. What are you going to tell me next? That a cat can be distracted by a laser pointer? Nope. What is this? Mm. This is nuts. I don't understand. It's un- crazy, Dave. It's crazy. I, I, I didn't mean to worry the listeners. Let's move on. Let's move on. Dave, this next story is from WPXI News Channel 11 in Pennsylvania. Dave, what's the first oh. rule of Fight Club? Hmm. We don't talk about it, man. Correct. The first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, which, funny enough, Dave, it's also the second rule. It's the second rule as well. Uh, We didn't, but apparently some high schoolers and middle school kids in Charleroi (laughs) area uh, school district, uh, they didn't catch Brad Pitt in Fight Club. I think they might be too young. They might have missed it. And yeah, uh, no, that's they're too busy FaceTiming. Amen. Amen, Dave. And they missed the rules too. Because uh, just last week an Instagram page popped up boasting to be a fight club in the area with the bio saying, Send me fight videos to post on this page, and if you snitch you're going to be on here. Mm. Uh, Of course, it it just took a couple of days before the school district found out who was controlling the page, and then it was removed. So true. But I I got to ask. No. I got to ask, Dave, how did these these high schoolers see this going? Mm. Like, you know, because I got to say, somebody on the leadership team of this fight club had to be like, you know, guys, I feel like we're going to probably just end up getting in trouble. If we post this, yes. maybe we shouldn't post it. Like, maybe that'll yeah, be good. Yeah, but kids post everything, man. Yeah, well, like I feel, but I feel it's like funny some... to have like a ring of middle schoolers just kicking each other's. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's what happened, and I feel like one of them on this, uh, you know, committee was like, guys, we are gonna be super famous for this. Oh yeah. And I feel yeah. like I oh, could have been the voice of reason that would have been like, no. No one's going to care, guys, and you're going to get in trouble. That's a fact. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I'd be the old man again, but I feel like somebody needed to tell him this wasn't going to be a great idea. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dave, another great idea comes from this next story. Hmm. This is from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, so if you're trying to avoid being pulled over by the cops, what's the first thing you'd try to do, Dave? I'm trying to avoid being pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. I slow down to the speed limit. Amen. 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 First thing you try to do, go the speed limit. This they Tampa be, man. Just be with traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it right there. Blend in. In the. Yeah. yeah. Under the radar. So this man didn't do that. Nope. He was going down the Bayside Bridge in Pinellas County, our fave, uh, in his Camaro, going a nice controlled. 120 miles per hour. Wait, what? (laughs) If I had a Camaro, I'd do the same thing. Somehow, this uh, attracted the attention of the police. Hmm. Now, what I like is how the police went the extra mile in describing the man's disruptive driving in in their report, in the police report. They say the car Mm -hmm. was traveling at a speed estimated to be in excess of 120 miles per hour. The driver made significant lane changes through traffic at that speed and eventually ran a red light at Drew Street. So true. Like, wow. The the speed limit on the bridge was 55. That's what they put at the end. 
I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I think they could have avoided the last three lines of that report. Like, once they got to 120, I think they were fully validated in pulling this guy over. Just a thought. I mean, I know they got to document yeah. everything, but, you know. And then at the end of them pointing out the 55, like, whoa, it's 55? I thought it was one of those bridges that had a 110 mile per hour speed yeah, limit. This isn't the Autobahn. Mm, it's weird. Oh, come on. In that case, he was going entirely too fast. Yes. They then searched his car once they pulled him over, Dave. Hmm. And they uh, found cocaine. Cocaine. Marijuana. No and <laughs> in his wallet, a pill that was inscribed with Red Bull. Which uh, which tested Whoa. positive for MDMA. Word. Ecstasy wow. or Molly. Yeah. Yeah. When the uh, hardcore. police asked the man about these things, he denied, of course, owning the marijuana or the cocaine. So true. But did say the pill was his. And uh, he said he thought it was a workout pill. Hmm. Work workout pill. If that is, yeah, man. if that's that dude's workout pill, I really don't want to see him at the gym. I would prefer not running no, into this guy at the gym. He's like rubbing all the equipment. Yeah, and stuff. And he's he's doing he's doing that exercise wrong. There's way too much pelvic grinding there. Um, now after all that, Dave, I do have one positive thing to report from the police report. The deputies noted okay. in the arrest report that the man was polite. And cooperative. Sweet. There you go. Well, that's good. There you go. I guess when you're going 120 <laughs> with three different drugs in your car, not too much to argue about. You're like, eh, all right. Uh, they got yeah. me. Yes, yeah, okay. I guess I got to pull over. Uh, all right. Uh, of course, Dave, this next story also deals with drugs. Jeez. It's from Fox Channel 8 in Pennsylvania. Dave, I feel like this story is like the the most ripped from the headlines story we have today uh, because it just makes me chuckle thinking about it. It's a sad situation, but it still makes me chuckle. I'm sorry. It okay. just does. That's a fact. Rachel Martin was found in a peculiar situation last week. So Rachel dropped her daughter off at the babysitters. Her daughter is autistic. She's nine years old. She dropped off this kid wearing jeans, a t-shirt, no shoes or socks when it was 43 outside. Uh, obviously, this concerned the babysitter. So the babysitter called the police and let them know she was worried about Rachel. Rachel may be under the influence of drugs. Hmm. So police went out looking for Rachel, and they found her right behind the babysitter's house where she had overdosed on opioids. Jeez. Now, luckily, she was given Narcan, and uh, Rachel survived. Now, this is the interesting curveball, Dave, that makes me chuckle. Okay. When the police walked up to the car, they noted mm -hmm. that Rachel was wearing a Cookie Monster costume. What? She was not wearing the Cookie Monster costume when she dropped her Before. child off, and no one can uh, explain why she was wearing it. Hmm. If you go back and watch the interview with the sheriff of the town, he explains she was found in a Cookie Monster suit and, no, and, and does this with a straight face. And it's just like she was wearing a Cookie Monster suit from Sesame Street. Word. And then moves on. 
Just like, just like as if she was found wearing glasses. Like, what? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Somebody has got to explain this to me. What is going on? Why is she wearing a cookie mon- And was it a full suit? Was it like a hat? Like a big, like, you know, everything? Like everything she was, but the head. <laughs> like she was in, like, the actual Sesame Street? Or was it like one of those crappy ones? Like like a plastic mask, you know? Blam. It's like one yeah. of those. Or was it just all out? I'm imagining out? the full. Just, I am, yeah, yeah, ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. She's all out and just and just knocked out from these drugs, and they're just like, what? Yeah. Cookie Monster, huh? All right, so weird, Dave. So weird, Dave. This past oh, Wednesday dear, was Ash Wednesday last week. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I didn't didn't note it there on the show. Maybe I should have. Religious holiday observed by many Western Christians. It marks the first day of Lent uh, and serves the observers to remind them that they came from dust and they will return to dust. That's the whole idea, right? This year, Mm -hmm. the Pope had some interesting comments on Ash Wednesday. Uh, Last Wednesday, he said that maybe for Lent, people should stop saying negative things on social media, which, you know, yeah, I can get behind that, you know? too much negativity out there on social media. I agree with that. He also said, Lent is a time to give up useless words, gossips, rumors, tittle-tattle, Wait, what? and speak to God on a first-name basis. That's right, Dave. Tittle-tattle. Okay. I'm a little confused by that whole last comment, because yeah, I, I don't know what sense. tittle-tattle is. Nope. And I really gotta... I mean, I guess... He does his comments now in Italian, but if you were able to translate Latin to tittle-tattle, hats off to that translator. Hats off. Yep. Second, <laughs> second, the the We spe- need to hear what it is in Latin and uh, Italian. Yeah, I need to find out. Need to do some research. Yeah. I'll, I will. Next next week, I'll have tittle-tattle. Don't you worry. Um, Thank you. Uh, second, the speak to God on a first name basis. Hmm. Like, I, I thought God was a, a one name type of deity, you know, kind of like Prince or Seal. So true. Like, right. I have I, been, have I been doing it wrong this whole time? Does God have a last name, is, or is God his last name, and he's actually like Milton Jeffrey's God? And I should have been calling Mr. God this whole time. I don't really understand yeah. what he means by first name basis. And I'm pretty sure he knows my first name. So true. He's God. He knows everybody's name, right? That's sure. that's yep. the deal. Like I'm just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to go to the the Pope and ask him. I, I'm a little confused. I need a little update. Just just a little update. That's all I'm saying. Dave, this next story is from DerbyshireLive.com. Dave, do you have any issues that you're really passionate about? Hmm. Issues that I'm really passionate yeah. about. Yeah. Nope. Something that keeps you um, up at night, maybe. Nah, man. I'm. I, I wish I could come up with something good for you, but okay. Well, you know, I uh, just, this may be an option um, for me when I've got an old man thing that I need to rant about. You know, uh, because mm-hmm. there's a man. In uh, in the UK, in Liverpool, that has been passionate enough to share his opinion on various topics for the last 40 years 
every single day with the local newspaper. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Bernie Carroll. Bernie Carroll has sent angry letters to the Liverpool Echo every day About since everything. 19, <laughs> every day since 1978. Oh. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, his first letter. guy's le- got a lot of things that he's harping on. Uh, uh, yeah. His first letters were about the city council of the 1970s and the 1980s. He he was not a fan, Dave. Not a fan. Uh, And just like my complaint of video phones, the more recent Bernie complaints, uh, they look look a little bit more like old man complaints. Uh, Mm -hmm. So some of his last complaints were too many nonstop fireworks celebrations in his town. And dog poo bags in the park. Word. Those of he complained about dog poo bags. That's right. Park. Well, Goodness gracious. Uh, apparently, there's uh, been some type of I don't know, like abstract art with dog poo bags. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. Uh, and, and let me say to the listeners, uh, Bernie Carroll, this this older gentleman, looks exactly mm-hmm. like a man. That has sent thousands of letters to the local newspaper for forty years straight. So true. Whatever you're Goodness picturing goodness. in your head right now, that's what it's he looks like. Pretty close. Yeah. It looks like that. <laughs> um, and Bernie said he 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 talked to the news about this, and he said uh, right now, uh, currently, he's just getting his head around emojis at the moment. He thinks it's a great idea, uh, but he hasn't been able to use them yet. Word. What? What? Bernie, emojis have been around for like 15 At years, least five bro. five years. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, Bernie. Get on How it. How hard could it be? Get on it. Dave, can but you... That's like my grandpa doesn't send me emojis, but the day he does, I'm gonna, it'll be pretty funny. Dave, just imagine being the editorial guy at the Liverpool Echo and every day you're given the Bernie Carroll complaint of the day. Like, Girl, come on. just, oh, here it is. Oh, God, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, run it, and yeah, sure, whatever he's talking about, just put it in there, yeah. Like, since it's been 40 years, and the people of Liverpool, you know, have been reading Bernie's opinions for that long, I think Bernie should throw him a curveball. Like, he should really throw the people of Liverpool off. Like, he should send them the most neutral opinion ever. Hmm. Like, after Mm -hmm. all the angry opinions and complaining and promoting things, he should just send them one that's, like, the most new, like, uh, in my opinion. Things that he loves. Yeah, like, in my opinion, waffles and pancakes are both acceptable options for breakfast. And that's it. And then people will be like, wait. Yeah, I, I I do. I agree with Bernie. Those are acceptable options. That's a fact. Yeah, this guy's finally talking some sense. I like Bernie. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Like I think I knew sh- he was nice all along. Exactly. I think he should just just throw him that curveball, that slice right there. Uh, Dave, last thing in rip from the headlines. This is happening here in just a couple of minutes, Dave. Oh. Um, not on our show, so I don't invite anyone to watch this. Nope. But, Dave, literally in just a couple of minutes on ABC, Nick Walenda will be walking over a live volcano on a tightrope. Oh, shoot. Yeah. 
I'm about to tune in. Yeah, no, don't. You'll be distracted from our show, Dave. Don't do it. Um, I'm gonna. I'm. I know that's cooler. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Dave. <laughs> I don't really get the point, though. You know, like he said, I could fall to my death. That's a fact. But it is just the reality of what I do. He then goes on to say, I will tell you that my first step I take will be a step of faith. It's not as though I'm fearless. It is more about me overcoming the fear. Uh, let me just dive a little bit into that, Dave. My big thing about that is he doesn't have to overcome that fear. You know? So true. He created that fear. He could just be like, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to walk over this volcano. Done. Nope. There you go. Fear accomplished. I didn't have to do anything, right? Like, I mean, right. come on. There's a good way to avoid that. It's not going on I the mean, tightrope. They're not going to let him That's die. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Dave. It's just I, I'm, I'm baffled by his, his thought process. It's really confusing to me. Is it confusing to you? Hmm. I mean, obviously, none of us would... Would no, neither of us would do that. I wouldn't do that on but. like eight feet above normal ground. I'd be like, you know what? Right. Probably roll an ankle. Pass. So true. Like, I don't know. A <laughs> volcano? <laughs> Jesus. No, thank you. Pass. We, we wouldn't even make one step. Godspeed, Nick Walenda. Talk to God Good on luck, a first buddy. name basis. You get there to the other side. Do it. Do it. Anyways, Dave, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest of honor, fantastic, awesome band, Hog Slop String Band. This is Time Gets Away, right here on the Doc G Show. Sweet. 
Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, uh, Florida. Dave? Guys, stop what you're doing. Word. Wherever you downloaded us from the podcast, mm-hmm. give us a five-star rating. Yes. If you haven't downloaded the podcast yet and you're listening from the website or whatever, download the podcast and listen to us every week. Bingo. And if you haven't been on the computer... Look up the website, www.thedocgshow.com. That's right. A lot of good stuff you're yes. missing out on. Exactly. Amen, Dave. Amen. Amen. Dave. Thank you. I did want to mention something real quick. You know uh, in the movie Mean Girls uh, where the mom is like, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. I feel like Reese Weatherspoon is actually the cool mom. Hmm. Like... Not to her kids, but to other kids, she's actually a cool mom. Like, well, I feel like that's like any like famous. Yeah, I, I don't know. She just seems fun, though. Yes! Like her Instagram post, I'm just like, oh man, I want to hang out with that goofy mom. Like, do you follow her on Instagram? I I, I stalk a little bit. I creep. That's a fact. Okay. You know, every now okay. and then. Every now and then on my search page, she'll pop up, and I'm like, "What's Reese into?" You know, and then I go down a little rabbit hole of what <laughs> she's into. <laughs> you know, and I got to be honest. Like the other day, she was learning. She was learning how to dap somebody up from her from her son. Word. And then, oh, yeah, you got to learn how to. And like, then be a cool. And dapper. then she confused dap with dab. And then she did oh, a so goofy. Then she started dabbing. People, then she did a goofy like dance after she realized that they're different. And I was just like, "That's what a cool mom would do." That embarrasses yeah. her kids, but is cool to other kids. That's what I was thinking. Just saying. Just throwing that out there, Dave. You do whatever you want with it. Do whatever you want. It's time for us though to give some shout outs to the folks that listen Let's to do our it, show. Man. Shout out to the listeners. Amen. Amen. And first off, Jacksonville, Florida, shout out to all the areas around 
the St. John's. Shout out. Duval. The Ponte Vedras. The Orange Parks. The Everywheres. Shout out to all of you guys in Duval County. Um, shout out to Columbia, South Carolina, of course. Always with the straight up lessons. Radford, Virginia, home of the Highlanders. Shout out to those guys. Keeping it real. Gainesville, Florida, home of the Gators. Shout out to those guys. Thank you for listening. All the way across the country, Mountain View, California. Shout out to those guys. Always with the listens. I think they were top this week, actually. I think they had the most listens. Mountain View, California. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. There we go, Mountain View. Amen. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out to those guys. Doc G is Shout for... Or, <laughs> I can't get it right, ever. Virginia is Virginia's for, Doc, for G Doc G Lovers. You would think, considering it's a bumper sticker for Virginia, and it's my name, I'd be able to get it right. But I can't. Nope. Um, shout That's out to hard. Genoa, Italy, and Andy Frasco's lover. Shout out. Shout out to Dublin, Dublin Ireland. Yes, indeed. Our Irish connection. Shout out to Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out to Maputo, Mozambique. Shout out to the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. Shout out to Madison, Tennessee. And Dave, they've been listening enough weeks in a row. They are now regulars again. Hamburg, Germany. That's right. We're we're putting the Hamburg back in. We're putting the Hamburg back in the regulars. That's right. There we go. That is right. Semi-regulars. Houston, Texas. Those guys have been listening. Shout out to Houston. Probably Westbrook is my guess. Probably wants to listen. That'd be my guess. So true. James Harden, he's too cool for our show. Westbrook, he's he's, he's in there. Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to the Windy City. Shout out to them. Tel Aviv, Israel. Shout out to the Israel capital there. Cape Town, South Africa. Shout out to those guys. They came back for a listen. Shout out to South Africa. There we go, Cape Town. Yeah. San Jose, California. Shout out to those guys, regular listeners. We like it. Okay, Dave. My favorite of the shout outs, newcomers. Here we go. First newcomer. Now, we've had some places around here, and they sort of merge, but I've never seen this exact place on the list, so I had to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Elk Ridge, Maryland. Yes, Elk Ridge. Nice. Yeah, right outside of Baltimore, Dave. I'm saying if you go to Elk Ridge, you got to drive into Baltimore, hit up Little Italy, and you got to go to D. Pascal's Marketplace. Oh, man. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Their lasagna, just get ready. Party in your mouth. So true. That's all I'm saying, Dave. That's all I'm saying. Party in your mouth. Party in my mouth, and it's invited. It gave me the itis after I had it, too. Oh, my God. Took like a three-hour nap after I had that lasagna. I was so happy of a nap, though. I was all full and giddy. With lasagna. Mm. So good. Anyways, Russellville, Arkansas, Dave. Shout out to Russellville. Yeah. Oh, okay. Russellville. Yeah. I think that was one of our first Arkansas. So true. So thank you, Arkansas listeners. Yeah, Keep it up. I think so. It's uh it's uh, sort of northwest to central area of Arkansas. Sort of in the center, but also to the northwest. Sort of in that area. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Russellville is home to Arkansas Tech University, uh, and this is not an exaggeration, Dave. Their mascot, the Fighting mm-hmm. Wonder Boys. Word. The Fighting Wonder Boys. Yeah. I guess that's crazy. Their mascot is the Wonder Boy. 
That is right. Hmm. The Wonder Boy. What does it even look like? I don't know. I don't know. I only dug deep enough oh, to boy. find out that they were the Wonder Boys. Uh, Dave, I've also been told if I go to Russellville, I need to hit up uh, Darden Dardanelle Lake. Lake Dardanelle. Hmm. Yeah. Bassmasters have had fishing events there at Lake Dardanelle. Oh, that's how you know it's good then. You know it's good. Okay, our last shout-out of a newcomer, Barragata Guam. Barragata Guam, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I took a look at Guam, Dave, and I got to be honest. It's it's just floating out there. So true. You know? It's, it's real out there. It's, it's real out there by itself. I mean, it's not as far out there as, like, Hawaii, because Hawaii is just, like, smack dab in the middle of the Pacific. Not nothing around right. it. Right. But, I mean, it's still, yep. it's pretty out there, just floating by itself there. But apparently, uh, Barragata is where some of the highest points of Guam are, Dave. It uh, gets up to, like, okay. 600 feet elevation there. So you got a little got a little up there. Apparently, that's where they put their radio towers on the island of Guam mm. in Barragata. Mm. Yeah. Number one thing nice. on TripAdvisor to do in Barragata, uh, Barragata uh, Guam, Dave, skydiving. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna pass on the number one okay. thing to do in Guam. So true. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I have no desire to do that. Don't really. Uh, I have as much desire to do that as walk over a tightrope over a volcano. Um, actually, <laughs> I would skydive before I did the uh, the tightrope over a volcano. Yes. Um. Yeah. 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 As long as I yeah, like triple. We can both agree. Tri- on that. Triple check the equipment. And then still, I wouldn't be psyched about it. Would not be psyched. Nope. Uh, okay. Thank you for all the listens, folks. Thank you. And newcomers, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Next birthday suit, Dave. This is the one you're not going to get. Oh. Sorry. Oh. But we'll give it a shot. It's okay. Born on March 4th, sure 1953 in Santiago de Cuba. Hmm. In 1967, our birthday suit wearer and his father fled Cuba from the Castro regime for Spain. After a year of living in Spain, they relocated to Miami and lived Mm -hmm. in Miami the rest of their lives. Once in Miami, our Mm -hmm. birthday suit wearer became immersed in music. Our birthday suit wearer had made a band called the Miami Latin Boys. That's right. However... In 1975, our birthday suit wearer met Gloria Garcia at a church ensemble. Mm-hmm. She performed with the band and it impressed our birthday suit wearer so much that he invited her to join the group. When he invited her to join the group, they changed the name from the Miami Latin Boys to Miami Sound Machine. They began recording in 1977. The next year, Gloria and our birthday suit wearer married each other. Uh, but it was it wasn't until 1985 that they released their song Conga mm. Bad Boy and the international world hit. That's right. Yes, you got it. You got it. Uh. Their song Hot Summer Nights was part of the soundtrack for Top Gun. Then in 1987 they released Rhythm Is Gonna Get Ya and One Two Three. While the Miami Sound Machine didn't continue their success after the mid-90s, our birthday suit wearer did, and he found success as a producer. He has won 19 Grammys and the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Name that birthday suit wearer. Mm, I got no idea. Can you name his wife? 
Nope. Okay. Okay. This is Emilio Estefan. Emilio Estefan. Uh, yes. Yes. Obviously, Gloria, uh, Gloria Estefan. Word. Yes. They're yeah. married. Yes. 19 Grammys for Emilio. Jeez. Amazing. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Turning the big 6-7, Dave. 6-7 for Emilio. Getting up there. Looking good. Looking good. Emilio's keeping it. He's really, he's, I, I tell you, he's, he's got his hands in everything in Miami. He's owning restaurants. He's doing charities. He's got all kinds of stuff going on down there. So true. Fantastic. Good for him. Yeah, fantastic. 67. Live it up, Emilio. Sound Be crazy. I, I, lo I love some Miami sound machine, man. It just makes you want to groove. You just want to groove. That's right. Makes your hips move. Mm. The little that ours do. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Dave. I have herky jerky hips is what I got. Word. You get out of town. You're not even ready for the well done. loose glue, <laughs> loose goose hips of mine. You don't even know. Uh, Dave, it's a new month. And I think whenever we start a new month, I have to start off with some positive news. We just need I like that. some stuff to propel us, get us through the rest of the month, you know? You know? Yes! So I think we need some things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd. And whatever the doc wants to say now. Dave, our first story that doesn't suck here on things that don't suck is from okay. MIT. Those hyper-intelligent folks over at MIT have done it Doing again, Dave. Help the world not suck. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. Well, as you know, Dave, world's a little on edge right now about disease. Yes. A little on edge. Oh, man. You know? And coronavirus doesn't why. really help things. But, yeah, people are freaking out a little bit, you know? They are freaking out. The first casualty, man. <laughs> freaking out a little bit. Uh, well, there are multiple casualties now. Jeez. Um, but I'm sure MIT's got some people working on that. They're working on coronavirus. They've got it. Well, what what this is uh, working with, it's working with disease day, but it's not the coronavirus. Hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. This could help potentially the next pandemic. So the research oh, yeah. team at MIT used a computer model that uses artificial intelligence to screen more than 100 million chemical compounds and pick out potential antibiotics. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. This computer model picked out one particular drug that killed many of the world's most problematic diseases, including strains that have been resistant to all the current uh, antibiotics out on the market. Say what? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, new computer model is extremely important, Dave, because over the last couple of years, very few antibiotics have been made. That's a fact. Not many have been developed. They've been sort of at a stalemate with making new antibiotics. And the ones that have came out are just slightly different variants of the ones that already exist, right? So true. So right. the antibiotic that they made, that they isolated, they named uh, Hallison. And uh, they tested it in mice, and the treatment was extremely successful. Not only that, Dave, um, but it actually cured and destroyed a bacteria that's been very prevalent in soldiers in uh, Afghanistan that is resistant to all known antibiotics. Wow. And this was able to kill it. That's right. Not only that, Dave, Ooh. but the mechanism 
that this hallucin uses to kill bacteria, the researchers believe it's uh, the way that it kills them. It will make it extremely difficult for bacteria to actually evolve against it. So true. So uh, the actual, wow. you know, evolution of building resistance will be slowed down dramatically. Won't yeah. Damn. Yeah. You go, MIT. Now. That's what I'm talking about. You know? It doesn't suck at all. No, doesn't. Doesn't. Well, go find the cure for cancer, too. No, that's nice. Uh, go for that one. That'd be good. That'd be good. Dave, yeah. we're sticking, though, with bacteria again for this next story. Uh, okay. But this story's not from MIT. Instead, it's from Cornell. Word. And mm. instead of trying to get rid of bacteria, these folks mm -hmm. are getting more bacteria. Yeah. Dave, researchers at bacteria. Cornell have isolated a new soil bacteria. Yeah. And they have termed this soil bacteria Madsiniana. Madsiniana. Mm -hmm. The bacteria was named after the researcher that started all of the research on this actual bacteria named Dr. Gene Madsen. Madseniano. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, uh, what's special about this bacteria is that this bacteria is especially good at breaking down and consuming aromatic hydrocarbons, Dave. Word. The same aromatic hydrocarbons that are found in contaminated soil and waste products of gasoline and coal and oil That's right. that lead to climate change. That's right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Researchers said, micro, uh, this was the main researcher of the group, he said, microbes have been here since life began almost four billion years. Uh, they created the system that we live in, and they sustain it. We may not see them, but they're running the show. So true. Yeah. Yeah, big words there. The research lab focused on how the bacteria plays a role in the carbon cycle. They said soil bacteria every year process about seven times more carbon than all of the human emissions from cars, power plants, and heating units all over the world. Jeez. Because it's such a large amount of carbon going through the soil, small changes in how we manage soil could make a huge impact on climate change, they hypothesize. Yeah. Wow. So the next issue on their list of how to sort of go about this is they're trying to understand how these bacteria, the, the specific uh, Madsiniana bacteria interact with trees because hmm. they want to see how like the trees give them carbon and uh, the uh, bacteria break down inorganic things and organic products for the trees to take up like nitrogen and phosphate. So true. So that's the next on their list. But they're getting there to solve the climate crisis. I like it, guys. Cornell and go, MIT. Guys. Smart folks working for us. I enjoy it. Yes! I enjoy Harvard it. Harvard and Yale, where are you at? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cornell and MIT getting things done, guys. I want to see some things that don't suck that come out of Harvard and Yale. Come on. So true. Come on, step it up, Do guys. It. Nicely done to all those folks, Dave. Those are some things that Shout don't suck. Them. Very nicely don't done. We are we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from the so uh, the Hogslop String Band one more time, and then we're going to talk to the fellows in the Hogslop String Band yeah. right here on the Doc G Show.
I got high hopes and hopes of getting high. Barrels full of whiskey and bottles full of wine. I got the uppers, downers, papers, and powders, whatever you want to try. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are extremely lucky to have a great band, fantastic band on the show with us, the Hogslop String Band, Kevin, Gabriel, Daniel, and Pickle. Guys, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, man. Good to be on the show. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I guess I'll direct this first question uh, at Kevin. How's the tour going so far? I think you guys are in uh, Montana right now. Hmm. It's it's going pretty good, man. I tell you what, we're sitting on the side of the road in Arlie, Montana. Uh, it's there's snow all around and uh, it's beautiful out here. The the shows have been great. Super nice people. Very nice. Very nice. Been loving it. So let's let's take the listeners back. Uh, you guys started as far as a band. Uh, in about 2009, and I think you've gone through a little bit of a, a, a few lineup changes there 
minor lineup changes throughout. But uh, give us give us a little bit of the background as far as how you guys met up and uh, and started playing together. Right. Well, we uh, we all met at this weekly jam that happened for years and years uh, <clears throat> in East Nashville mm-hmm. at the Five Spot uh, Bar down there, and uh, we just jammed. It's an open jam and got to know each other and uh, somehow got got um, convinced to put put together a band for a little square dance and uh, and just like that Hogsop was was formed it seems like ever since that little square dance we did we we've been playing just about every weekend Sweet. nice and originally the band was was seven or eight piece mm-hmm. um, group. And we were just all buddies, you know, kind of from that jam. It was just a group of guys that ended up in the same circle every night, late at night. And we realized we kind of had a special energy and momentum with what we were doing. So we all ended up just deciding we'd pick more often. Um, and, you know, as the years go on, obviously people, you know, we were right at the age where people start, you know, deciding whether or not they want to be vagabonds or have families or be on the road or not. Hmm. Um, few of us were already full time and in the music business. Some of us weren't. And basically, the the one big shift that we had was just a couple of years ago. Um, the four of us all kind of decided that these were the four guys that really wanted to push and go for it. We were also the four guys that had the biggest desire to write our own material and kind of bump things next level. And in my opinion, the four guys too that uh, were kind of the, the main talent of the group as well. So. Um, we kind of just chopped off the fat and uh, <laughs> decided we'd really push, and then we went in and made our first record, and we've been plowing since then. You know, nice, nice. Well, you, so you guys started out when you were just uh, when you guys first started playing. You weren't doing original music. Did you see that in the future? Did you have that plan, or did that sort of just come organically uh, the more you played together? Hmm. I think it. I think it came organically. I mean, obviously, with with playing old time string music. Just about everybody is doing the same thing. We're all playing old-time string tunes that have been around the last few hundred years. And, so true. Um, you pick through those. Now, obviously, you have your own arrangements and your own versions of those songs. Might dig up some, you know, some different verses or different lyrics here and there, different approach. But just about everybody's doing a lot of the same stuff. And for us, at some point, I mean, we've just we've got four guys in the band here that all bring different um, talents to songwriting arena you know mm-hmm. and so people started originally just writing their own songs and it was like well why not why don't we try to throw it in here and and turn it into into hog slops tunes you know and so nice. it's just kind of a natural evolution yeah um and so that's what we've done you know that's what we've done so far now now call me crazy but just looking at the uh the pictures online and whatnot i get the vibe that pickles the wildest of the group mm. is that would that be correct? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're crazy. What? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Pickles by far. Well, he's he's by far the the, the craziest uh, in terms of performance, and he's also got the least responsibility, which allows him <laughs> the most opportunity to be a lunatic. So um, he is he is by far the prince, you know. The Prince or the Michael Jackson of our band. Well, you, On every level, you are correct about that. You know, I went digging through uh, the old pictures there because both you guys, like Gabriel's Instagram and the uh, and the Hog Slot band, you guys go back far. It's uh, you got a you got a lot of pictures on Instagram that I can go back and peruse. And uh, 
I, I caught one there where uh, Pickle was uh, completely naked in, uh, I'm, I'm guessing somewhere out in the West. Um, and it had something to oh, do yeah, with peyote. <laughs> That's right. Probably. I don't know. It's hard to remember everything we get into, but if I remember correctly, that was Pickle also travels with me in my solo music as well. That was one of those trips out west where maybe we ate a few too many uh, of the fungi variety or something and got into something a little psychedelic and ended up on the top of a mountain and Pickle was finding himself for the 13th time. Nice. Very nice. Well, you know, yeah. might as well capture it, you know, capture it in history, right? Yeah. It's a, a good moment. Good moment in history. That's a fact. Uh, well, Pickle usually plays <laughs> the, the wash tub bass. And, uh, you know, for the listeners, I don't think... Uh, maybe a lot of listeners, except for the ones that listen to some some folk and some blues and whatnot, know what the wash uh, wash tub mm-hmm. bass is. Uh, it seems like you would need to be an extremely uh, uh, good musician with a good ear to play that instrument yeah. to know you know how far, how much tension to put on it. Is it a very difficult instrument to play? Hmm. Yeah, I've been dealing with tension my whole life. <laughs> and you know it just, it just comes natural brother very nice uh, it it really is just about it really is just about the feel and and just hearing it as you go and you just get used to it nice and uh you know i always tell people i play a stick and a string and a bucket and they're confused but when they hear it <laughs> it makes a lot of sense yeah i mean he, uh, it, it looks pretty, pretty simple he's pretty humble about it all but it really is it's an incredibly difficult instrument to play and especially play in tune that's right um and beyond even just performance and uh playing the thing his uh his delivery of of the instrument and his performance on stage even goes beyond he's kind of cutting backflips more or less while he's doing it and i, I have to say don't tell him i said this but he's probably about the best washington player in the world <laughs> oh, I, would, I would agree you know, <laughs> out of, you know out of the four or five people who do it wow I'm, I'm so- yeah, you know, it was just at that at that same at that same jam where we all met. There was just a washtub bass there, and I'd never seen one before. Got on it and started plucking away, and it just it just made sense. Yeah, man. So it, it's it's actually just really fun to play because I don't have to think about anything, which is good for me. Yeah, it's it's more improv. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm always I'm always impressed by instruments like you know uh like that like the the french horn like uh uh non-fretted string instruments that it's it's all about hearing and and deciding for yourself really where where you're at it's very very impressive um it's basically the theremin of old time music (laughs) yeah yes exactly exactly uh so as far as your group, as far as you guys go, um, you, you were talking about musical influences as far as everybody in that sort of old-timey music playing the same uh, tunes to start off with. What would you guys say your biggest collective musical influence is? Hmm. It's a great question. I'd probably say just off the top of my head, I'm, I would say it's probably Justin Bieber. You yeah. know? <laughs> That's a joke, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, go ahead, Kevin. Why don't you answer? Him? I I think as far as uh, as being an old time string band, when we talk about that part of our identity, um, we're very much influenced by um, a 1920s band out of Georgia called Skillet Liquors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and also there's a, the, another band that's kind of a big part of our influence as far as drive goes. Um, it's the Run Mountain Hilltoppers out of East Tennessee. They're another yeah uh, yes! big old time string band. Then of course when it comes to you know us playing other things and playing our our own music, you know we just got tons and tons of of uh, things we draw from and things that are individual muses and we all we all love just about everything you know from the late 60s early 70s world you know anything that was rock and roll in those days or acoustic music or what a lot of folks call americana or banjo player daniel he's has a huge background history in gospel and soul and blues music and um i dabble in that world quite a bit as well um all of us are just kind of pulling from places where whatever whatever music really felt like it had a lot of spirit and a lot of a lot of energy and and had something to say it doesn't really matter what the genre was we we try to bring any of that goodness into the music we create that we can you know nice nice well both both uh the hog slop band together and gabriel's solo music seems to be very large in sweden you guys seem to have a uh a pretty big following in sweden and i know you you spent some time there uh, Gabriel, uh, is that is is that where it came from, or is it more of just the the Swedes and their appreciation for old time me music? Well, it's a, it's a few different things. I mean, definitely originally, um, you know, the, the the first original trip to Sweden for, the, for this band, and and then also with my solo music, absolutely stemmed from you know when I was sixteen years old, I left home left my home in Georgia on my own and I moved to Sweden and I was there Jeez. Um, studying music and playing soccer mm-hmm. and uh, when I when I left and did that you know I obviously as a young fella that culture influenced me a lot and I was very connected to, to that part of the world so once I got older and got into the music business um, Sweden a lot of folks don't realize it, but Sweden's one of the largest producers of music in the world they've only got about 10 million people but they're about the third largest producer of music in the entire world mm-hmm. yes! um, and in the last I'd say half a decade um, acoustic music folk music Americana anything in that realm old time even bluegrass is starting to happen over there more There's, there is a bigger appreciation for that but I started taking my solo career over there four or five years ago and honestly the biggest connection was uh, there was a Swedish television show that asked me to be a part of the show, and, and I did that. And then I also had the Hogs Up String Band on this TV show. And yes! premise is basically different Swedish artists came to Nashville and collaborated with Nashville artists. Mm-hmm. So we were all on those shows together, um, which um, because of the national coverage of that, a lot of folks there were already aware of us. Um, and then we started going over. And then I've, I've written for a couple of artists over there, one larger country artist in particular that... I got a Grammy nomination uh, mm-hmm. while I was there working and doing that. And so we, we just love going over there when we can, you know, and um, we love that there are people around the world that are interested in this style of music and what we do. And anywhere there's a demand, we'll probably go and hang, you know, yeah. show them what we got. Yeah. Well, Jill Johnson was the the artist, correct? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She, yep, that was her name. She actually, uh, we have a real loose connection with her as far as uh, one of our other guests, Doug Seegers. He was discovered by Jill Johnson. Oh, 
And uh, you know he, he Doug was on the exact Doug was on the same television show that I was referring to. We just owned. we were just texting with Doug's manager this morning. Yeah, his wife's got an estate sale business, and he <laughs> wait what? He's he is. A... Yeah, we we know Doug pretty well. I've done shows with Doug. Yeah, it's a great story about him. You know, I mean, he went from being on the street homeless to having quite the career over there. Yeah, wonderful. Well, well, that was you know when when I first got him on the show and started looking back. In, in his history, and I was just like, man, wow! Talk about a 60 60 year career there. That's uh, that's a lot of things that have happened to him. And, oh yeah, he's been through it. Yeah, it's definitely definitely interesting. Well, yeah, we're still trying to figure out. He may he may actually be Pickle's father. We're still trying to figure <laughs> it out. You know, Jeez. not sure, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I some connections there. I think yeah. Pickle seems a little bit uh, <laughs> higher strung than Doug. Doug seems a little bit more. I'd, Laid back. I'd say so, I'd say so too. Uh, along with those experiences, uh, Gabriel, you started out younger in the in the music industry. There, you got a, a job that I guess a lot of people would, you know, covet in the uh, in the country music world as far as a a writing deal, and uh, you really didn't like mm-hmm. it. Have you heard anything in the recent, uh, you know? years as far as since that happened you know a a good decade ago a little bit over a decade ago have you heard things on country music that have turned you more towards new country music that's coming out like if you were to listen to big 98 in nashville would you hear things that you would actually uh listen into well i will tell you this i feel like there's a time there there's a time for everything, and I feel like uh, kind of around the country in general, I think maybe even the world right now, one thing I'm excited about is I'd say in the last few years, probably four or four, four or five years, um, feels like the pendulum always swings back and forth pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And these last 10 or so years, it, you know, things were swinging pretty hard towards all the bro country, <laughs> all the, the really, you know, highly produced, very, very edited really lacking any kind of real honest content i i really can't stomach any of that stuff to be honest with you i think it's god awful (laughs) but um i feel like we're finally getting to a place where the pendulum's swinging back the other direction pretty far you know i've I've worked with and performed with guys like chris stapleton who have great you know wonderful careers Mm -hmm. and he kind of bridges the gap between you know country and americana i think most people just call him a mainstream country artist at this point mm-hmm. but he really is an, an authentic honest uh performer and i and i really I'm, I'm really excited to see what other artists there are um that are coming out in in more in that vein you know kind of getting country back to its roots that's right trying to sing and write real songs about real life and bringing storytelling and all those things back in i do see a little bit more of that these days and he'd, he'd be a good example of that you know you know, uh, there's there's a bunch of those guys. Tyler Childers kind of bridges that gap mm-hmm. a bit too. Yeah. Um, some of the other guys are more southern. You know, I mean, obviously there's Isbell and Sturgill and those guys, but I'd say they lean a little bit more towards uh, Americana down the middle than actually country. But um, it's definitely better than the days when I was writing for Tim McGraw. I I really had a hard time stomaching that oh. music factory approach to writing and. Um, you know, I much prefer music to be medicine and, and be honest, uh, no matter if it's on a being performed in a stadium or on somebody's back porch. You know. Well, well, you know, talking about those uh, inspiring artists that inspired you, it, it seems like somebody that uh, 
had a big impact on you and also had an influence, I think, on most people. And, and it's funny because I've, I've gone back and talked about him with other artists, I think almost every other show I've had. Yes! But uh, Greg Amon seems like he had a, a real big influence on you while you were uh, working on your most recent solo album. And, uh, and and just really when you toured with him, what kind of uh, what kind of yeah, impact absolutely. would you say did he have on you, and what did it sort of change as far as your uh, outlook on music as a whole? Well, it's a great great question. Um, Greg was a huge huge influence on me. I mean, he still is, even though he's gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg was was very very kind. You know, I, I grew up. The three of us grew up in Georgia. And I actually grew up around a few people involved in the Almond family and everything that came out of Capricorn down in Macon back around my, you know, my, when my parents were young. Um, some of the folks down there were kind of a part of our family and community. And when I actually, later in my life, when I actually got on the road with the Almond brothers and with Greg, he really took me under his wing and taught me really more about the blues than just about anybody. And not just the blues, but about performance. Um, kind of that more old school approach about truly being an entertainer and that art isn't art until it's beyond you it's about being there and delivering something for a crowd no matter where you're at or what's going on with you um and also see somebody who's been doing what they're doing for 50 years uh who still videotapes every show and analyzes what's going on and continues to try to better himself and mean it more you know those are ideals and principles that i think anybody could learn a lot from and there, and there are also a lot of other things that the Hawks Up String Band also we we're all on the same page with that. You know, the Allman Brothers down in Georgia in the late late sixties, it's right in the middle of the civil rights movement, and they mm-hmm. were the only interracial band that was happening down there. Mm-hmm. And it it had nothing to do with race or color. It had to do with everybody struggling, being poor, and using music as a way to feel better and to connect. And um, you know, the the combination of those styles of music, gospel and gospel and blues and old-time music Appalachian music and southern you know southern music all kind of coming together we use aspects of all that stuff and everything that we do in Hogsop and it's part of what kind of creates that Hogsop sound is the blend of those styles and genres too so nice um to answer you it's he's a huge influence and um and I'm really grateful for the time I got with him yeah yeah well let's let's talk about the uh Hogslop uh, debut album. It came out July 12th last year. Uh, we already heard on the show uh, Time Gets Away. Um, when you guys went in to recording this album, uh, what was the goal? Did you guys have a goal or was it just, you know, let's let's write some songs, see what happens, or was there an idea of the whole album as a, as, as a whole? What, what did you guys go into the process with and, and how long did it take to come out? Well, we all, so because we'd all been friends picking music for, you know, almost a decade together, mm-hmm. um, because it started in that, in that format, I think it was a wonderful place to begin because we hadn't, we had no ulterior motives at all. We basically just wanted to play music and have a good time and feel good. Yes! Um, when we decided, you know, like I said, when we, cut it down to the four piece and we decided we really wanted to push with this I think I can say openly that it was very premeditated what we wanted to do mm-hmm. um, and how we wanted to, to approach our our record which we had a bunch of folks uh, all, all of us in the band at all had different aspects that we wanted to bring to the music but predominantly on, on that first record 
I mean, obviously, I've been writing for a long time, but the main writer on this first record was Daniel Binkley, our banjo player, and then Kevin Martin wrote some of the songs as well. Nice. And I took more of an approach of just trying to... What we wanted to do is bring everybody's original music in, but then also really create the, the Hog Sox sound, not just only in old-time music, but in our original music as well. Yes! And create something that we could all be proud of that was our own, but also... Um, could stand on its own two feet. It's very important for all of us that we wanted to pick songs that people would connect with, could sing along to, that felt good and had high energy. Um, and then we also have certain tracks on there that are more about an artistic statement, you know? Mm -hmm. um, some of the material is far beyond the normal, you know, scape of of what old-time music would be. I mean, so we lean into some some weird, almost Graham Parsons slightly psychedelic world on some of the tracks and um some lower you know lower tempo numbers that are some really beautiful love songs you know we wanted to let people know that aside from being the re real big rowdy old-time string band that we are that we also can write a good song and a meaningful song nice uh, and then still somehow keep it in that hog slop feel you know so that's right we just we wanted to make sure it was something that would would put us on the map and in a way that could um do a good job of exhibiting, you know, the breadth and the, the depth of what we can pull off. Nice. Well, well, since it's came out and you guys have been performing it, uh, what would you say the biggest response is as far as the audience? What what song do they gravitate towards the most? There's there's a there's a number of them um, actually, uh, and and they and they've become our favorite songs to play really on stage. Uh, yeah. People people love Steady Hand yes! just as much as they love uh, When to Let It Go, uh, as much as they love High Hopes is a huge sing-along. Um, but it is nice when we when we strip down. Like last night, we we did a, uh, you know, Daniel pulled up a stool and sang um, Cemetery Wine, and that was a really special moment last night, nice. considering, you know, we can go from the highs of the high energy and the fast, tempo is to you know totally strip down two guitars and just very very mellow serious music yeah yeah nice but we overall we've had great responses of uh, stuff it was a it was a blast to make the record and i think it has a nice variety of material on there yeah definitely it's uh it's definitely had a good response on all the the streaming services that i've that I've uh, looked at as far as the uh, the streams and the listens, and it seems pretty spread out as far as the different songs on the uh, on the album. I wanted to ask a couple of uh, questions outside of music real quick. I noticed that everybody in the band really enjoys, seems to really enjoy outdoor activities, yes! you know, things outside. Uh, what what would each of you say is your favorite thing to do outside? your outdoor activity, favorite outdoor activity? Well, uh, this is Daniel here speaking. I would say I'm among the four of us. I'm probably the least outdoorsy. <laughs> but I, I do, I have found that I do enjoy the uh, all-day float down the river with a beer in the hand. Ah. You know, the kayaking. Kayaking in quotation marks. Very nice. The uh, relaxed yeah, kayaking. This, yeah. This is Kevin. I, I love uh, the kayaking too and, and I'm I love to 
run outdoors and hiking and uh, sweet. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday we actually had a really special treat, which is my absolute favorite thing to do is getting some boiling hot water when it's cold outside. Ooh. And we got to go to a hot spring yesterday. We just soaked for a couple hours, and man, it just put us right in that spot. <laughs> And then I, for myself, um, this is Gabriel, I, I spent a bunch of years outdoors. I, I did a lot of pretty serious rock climbing. I'm probably uh, the other end of the spectrum from Daniel. I'm the one that would basically sleep under a tree every night if I could. <laughs> um, I seem, seem to get along pretty well. The big hairy guys with Bigfoot, you know, we all kind of connect on the same level. <laughs> um but yeah, so, so I, I grew up, you know, basically, you know, I grew up pretty off the grid where we did everything ourselves outside, you know, grew our own food and um, chopping our wood to stay warm and all that sort of thing. And it's one beautiful thing we all get to do when we get to travel around the country or anywhere else we go in the world. Those those opportunities that we have, have a couple of days on the front side of the back side, we usually all try to get out in nature somehow. And it also might involve drinking some beers as well, or maybe some other extracurriculars, <laughs> you know. Pick, or picking up some hitchhikers named Christmas. What? Yeah, oh. whatever it takes. Mm. You know? um, a Christmas miracle. We, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a miracle. <laughs> Christmas, if you're listening. Uh, sorry, sorry, we left you at the Grand Canyon, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we all, we all, we all love to get out. I think, I think, to answer your question, you know, when, when you do what we do, I think, when you're in major cities and you're traveling, you're always around a lot of people and always performing. Just getting outside and being able to take a breath and, you know, be a little more still and get a little closer to you is always a good way to recharge our batteries. Well, we just try to do that as much as we can. I noticed, I noticed you're an avid uh, a motorcycle a motorcyclist and you got in a pretty bad wreck there uh, back last year. Um oh. Were were you okay after that that wreck and and have you been on a on a motorcycle since? Oh yeah, you ought to ask that guy how his vehicle turned out. Hitting the guy my size put a pretty bad dent in him. <laughs> Wait, um, what? I turned out I turned out just fine. I got very very lucky on that. It was I was going about forty five and got hit by an eighteen wheeler on my bike. Mm. Jeez. Um, but luck, luckily somehow I I managed to get out of it pretty good. My leg was banged up pretty good for handful of weeks, but. Um, but I, I made it out of it just fine. And um, I, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I, I do, for better or worse. I still spend a lot of time on my motorcycle. And uh, it's just another way that I really enjoy getting out and clearing my head out uh, yeah. when I'm off the road. And obviously, you know, the Almond family, everybody in that group, you know, rode bikes for a long time. My daddy was a serious rider as well. And so that's just a part of our way I was raised. And so I'll probably always do that until. Yes! A bigger 18-wheeler can get a hold of me. <laughs> what? Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. We're going to cross our fingers on yeah. that one. The one other thing I, I wanted to ask about the activities there, I've noticed, I've seen in a couple other interviews, Gabriel, that uh, you said one of the things you like to do is dance. Uh, would you say this most uh, recent, oh, yeah. this most recent album, this Hog Slop album, is a is a is a dancing is a dancing album? Can you groove to this? Hmm. Uh, I would say I would say it definitely is. I would say in terms of hog slop, it's probably the least dancey thing we do. Every everything else that we've always done has been even more uh, danceable music. But absolutely, I, I doubt we could make a record that wasn't danceable. <laughs> um, but we are actually as soon as, as soon as as soon as we're off this tour, um, we are headed about right back into the studio, um, and we're going to be making making a new record that is basically all old time, really high energy string music kind of the best of everything we've all learned over the years yes! 
that will probably hopefully be one of the best dance records anybody's heard in a long, long time. Very but nice. All, almost all of us in the band uh, all enjoy dancing. And uh, I, I grew up flat footing and clogging and square dancing and all that kind of stuff. And my mother was a great caller. She called dances for a long time. And so a big part of the identity of our band is uh, we we were a square dance band and I usually call the dances and we all play and um, you know it's tough because most of the time we end up having to play the music instead of getting to get out there and do the dancing but um, <laughs> any chance we get we all we all like to get on the dance floor too and I honestly think it take it makes for better um, for better a better dance band if the people playing the music actually know what dancing is and what it feels like and where you'd want it to sit you know so for sure. Um, I think we pride ourselves on being one of the bands that we end up playing a dance for somebody else or doing it ourselves, that the energy is going to be where it ought to be and just to have a really good hoedown, you know? Very nice. Well, talk about different hoedowns. You guys have a lot of festivals uh, lined up here for 2020, mm -hmm. I noticed. And I actually, uh, I keyed in on one. You guys uh, are doing Floyd Fest in Virginia. Have you ever done Floyd Fest before? Hmm. We've never done it before. Um, really looking forward to it. I mean, it's a it's a huge festival we've been hearing about for forever, and uh, none of us have ever attended. Um, but it it should be pretty exciting. I think this is their twentieth year or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually uh, the reason I brought it up. We uh, just last, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Andy Frasco on the show, who's going to be there with you, and uh, several other of our our former guests are coming there. Travers Brothership and Southern Avenue, yes! and uh, that's actually mm -hmm. where I grew up. I grew up about fifteen minutes down the road from Florida. Oh, yes! So. So keep keep oh, me cool. in mind when you're there. It's a very nice place. It's a very enjoyable place. Are there any place. good local uh, karaoke bars up there? <laughs> well, I mean, for you guys, that's what I was I was telling um, Andy is the fact that uh, Floyd fits you guys perfectly as far as the as far as a string band. That is what Floyd is known for. Um, you go down. Right, yeah, we love the fact how weird it is. You know, everybody tells us. It's a, a nice uh, kind of hodgepodge, a bunch of weird stuff going on. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, a lot, a lot of different genres. You know, and we like that. We, we, one of the things that's really important to us is, you know, there's in a lot of places around the country, there's a big division between old time music and bluegrass, and it's one of the things that we care very much about is that we want to do it all and be part of all of it. And we feel like if anybody wants to, you know, kind of section themselves off and kind of decide that it's it's uncool to play one or the other we want to make sure everybody knows that they're just the only ones missing out and it's a silly thing to do you know yeah yeah it's like it's almost like uh if you don't if you don't really fit in anywhere in particular you kind of fit in everywhere <laughs> that's a fact well I, I you guys are fitting in in a lot of uh festivals and i'm sure the uh, festival goers are gonna like it man uh you guys got you're really canvassing virginia too i noticed there's like uh four different yes! festivals there over the uh, july and june area that you're going to be in in virginia they got a lot of opportunities to see you guys you're going to have to make it down our way in uh, yep. florida soon yep. oh yeah yeah we'd love to man I'd, I'd love to be in florida right now it's cold up here <laughs> you know we got to take it slow just because we we try to really focus on you know the business too and being intelligent about it and we've already paid off all the the police in virginia so <laughs> what? we figured we'll be there more often because 
you know, it's important to make sure that we're safe when we're traveling around. As soon as we got some more bucks, we'll make sure we can get down to there to Florida. And, so true. You know, get those guys what they need. Well, you de- you definitely have yeah, more cops to worry about. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I dumped about $1,000 uh, that stemmed from my uh, reckless driving ticket in, into the Bristol <laughs> um, Department of Transportation. Yeah, yeah. Virginia is not known for uh, kind, uh, kind police officers. That's for sure. You gotta, you gotta. No, <laughs> well, uh, guys, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. It's been fantastic. But we are up against a break. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes, sir. Listeners, make sure you check out everything Hogslop Band at www.hogslopstringband.com. And, of course, check them out on all those festivals. All of the dates are on their website. And make sure to stream the album, the debut album, Hogslop String Band. Right now, let's take a listen to Steady Hand by Hogslop String Band right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Hogslap String Band. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Band's full of energy there, those guys. Pickle. Seems Dude, to be a, so cool. Seems to be a handful, that pickle. He's got a They're they're a little bit crazier than us. Hey. That's for sure. We've got beards though. But like, we can we, crazy good. We can we can run with Gabriel and Pickle. We've got beards. That's true. We got beard. That's I true. think Gabriel's beard might be stronger than mine. Oh. I'm, I'm not, you know. Like both of ours combined. Yeah, no. No. You sell your you sell you sell your beard short, Dave. It's a strong, strong yeah. beard. You just don't grow it out. Because you're so professional. No, That's a fact. You know? It's, it's fashionable. If you were to grow it it's out. Enough to hide the double chin. If you were to grow it out, my God, you would be the wizard of Florida. You would take my place as the wizard of Florida, no doubt. Word. Although you need to grow. Maybe Dumbledore. And, you need to grow your like hair Dumbledore out, though, Jr. too. You know? You need to. I can't do that. No, you need to. You need to just be <laughs> a, a gangster with long hair. Yes. That's what you need to do. But you were, you were mentioning during the break when we were listening to music, I should go to Floyd Fest. I should go to Floyd Fest. That's right. We got so many We got so many uh, artists that we've interviewed that are going to be there. I mean, just off the top of my head, we've got Southern Avenue. We've got uh, Andy Frasco. We've got uh, uh, Travers Brothership and the Hogslop String Band all just this year. Yes! Now, in past years, right. we've had other folks that we've had on the show. Dead 27s have been at Floyd Fest. Um, mm-hmm. Rising Appalachia has been at Floyd Fest. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a, it's a hot zone for some of the folks we've had on the show. You know? I got I got They should could just call it the, the Doc G Fest. Well, I think they might be upset about that. So true. But it's a good idea. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So, let's hit this uh, last birthday suit, Dave. Are you ready? Yes, sir. You've got this one. I'm I'm confident on this one. Uh, I feel confident that you feel confident. Amen. Amen. Born on March 4th, 1967 in Tiflin, or Tiffin, Ohio. Our birthday, Sue Ware, grew up in Tampa, Florida. Hmm. He and his brother loved football, and he actually ended up playing quarterback for his high school and getting a scholarship to the University of Louisville to play football. He was a four-year letterman. And ended up with over 7,000 passing yards during his four years. After college, he ended up playing in many professional leagues, but he's actually most prominent in the Arena Football League, where he was a four time champion, an MVP, and ranked uh, in 2012 as the fourth greatest player of all time in the Arena Football League. Jeez. After playing in the Arena Football League, he started coaching in 1997. In 2002, he became the offensive assistant for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with his brother as head coach. In 2011, he was hired as the offensive... Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden is correct. Yes, indeed. And the Louisville thing was throwing me a curveball. Yeah, I didn't know he was such a good f- player. Nope. Like, I mean, obviously, I knew. I didn't he, know in the arena. I knew but, he had yeah. to be associated with football somehow. Couldn't just come out and not play football ever. But like, you know, I didn't know he was a four-year letterman, seven thousand yards. Yes! I mean, he's in the. It sounds like he was more accomplished than his brother. I think so. In uh, in the playing aspect, I think so. I think he I think he was. You know, now he's now he's yeah. with your beloved Jags, Dave. So yeah, man. Well, I will uh, 
We'll see. I like he, he's a little creative guy, so I think we need some of that. But you know, I think he's one of those guys. No offense to him, I think he's is better as a coordinator than he is as a head coach. Word. I think you know. Yeah, and that's that's fine. That's all we need right now. You know what I'm saying? I think he needs he needs to be focused. When he's when he's spread out yeah. over a head coach, there's too many things going on. He doesn't like to do the management stuff. He doesn't like to talk about players' personalities. He likes to do the X's and O's. That's what he's good he for. He likes scoring touchdowns. Amen. And maybe he'll score some for you, Dave. Amen. Maybe he'll I, score I, some. I can for only you. hope. Ha- With all the bad stuff in Jaguars news going on this offseason, I could use a good season. He's turning 53, Dave. The big five three, Jay Gruden. Happy birthday, Jay! Yes. Don't do go too crazy at the beach bars. Don't go too. What? Don't yet. go too crazy, or Dave will start scolding your name during the season. Okay. You, I sure will. You don't end on the show. You don't want him to turn on you. Now me, I'm always a supportive fan. That's right. I will always. I may. I may question some things, I'll Jay. Turn on. I may. I may question some things, <laughs> but I'll still be supportive, man. You know. I'll still say, hey, nice visor, Jay. Nice visor. Word. You know? Uh, you know I'm a fan of the visor. Amen. Amen. Well, happy birthday, 53 Jay Gruden. Dave, it is happy birthday, Jay. time to go over the guests that we have a-coming, and we've got some a-coming. Yes, we have Let them know. Southern Avenue, fantastic band, Ori Naftali leading that band up. <laughs> Uh, Grammy-nominated no- band right there. They've just got some great blues uh, 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 songs and, and ensembles. Just fantastic. Tyranny leads it. She is the uh, lead singer. And uh, I've, t- nice. I've told Ori in the past, man, she just she can't, she can't stay still on stage. She's just a, a fireball of energy. So She's just, ow, yeah. just everywhere, just, just jamming. Just grooving. We've got them. We, we like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got them next week. I can't wait for that. The week after that, we've got in-studio red jumpsuit apparatus. Be ready, Pete. That is, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a genre we don't go down too often here on the Doc G Show. It's not because I don't want to. It's just we haven't had many guests in that genre. But the pop punk yep. genre I mean, there's there's some of the best in the pop punk genre. We've had I the Mighty on oh, the yeah. show before, no but this uh, no this is a big deal, man. We're gonna have all of them on here. Ronnie, Joey, Randy, Josh, they're all gonna be here. We're gonna talk their new new song, you know, in a galaxy Wait, what? far and a uh, uh, hold on, what? hold on. I don't want to I don't want to screw up the name. Yeah, don't don't mess it up. Uh. A long time ago in a galaxy called L.A. There we go. There we go. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I like have a it. sneaking suspicion, Dave, and it's not too hard to get this sneaking suspicion. It's about when he met his uh, his wife, Angela, that we interviewed oh. on this show. That is correct. Defoe, better known. Yeah, yes. that's right. Amen. Amen, Dave. I'm very excited about all these shows. Full circle. I can't wait. <laughs> it made me cough so much. The, I'm so excited. The audience, our listeners, better be stoked, man. Oh, they're they're stoked. They're stoked. That's right. But we've got to wrap up the show for now. Until next time, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Another great show, Doc. Yeah. Another good one, man. That's right. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo doo.